0: Really good? Good, yeah. good evening everyone we're in the Zerah Shimshon on Parshas Zva'ah and uh, we're doing Os Yud that's section number 10. Uh, Parshas Zva'ah talks uh, in large part in large uh, in a large part of the parsha, about mitzvos all kinds of uh, statements about doing the mitzvahs, guarding the mitzvos, keeping the mitzvos, and how important that is. And we even have the Aseres Adibros, the Ten Commandments in this week's parsha. So the Shimshon apparently decided to talk about the concept of a mitzvah and to analyze specifically a Pusik and Mishle that discusses the difference between mitzvahs and Torah learning. And that's what we're going to look at in Os Yud. So let's begin with that Pusuk from Mishlei. Pusuk, there is a Pusuk in Mishlei. Kiner mitzvah uh, v'torah or. A mitzvah, a commandment, is like a lamp, and the Torah is like light, like the light of the sun. So that Pusuk is a very well known Pusuk, and the Zair Shimshon wants to delve into it and analyze its deeper meaning and he says "Hatam ha-mitzvah vehatora l'or, the reason that this pussa compares a commandment to a lamp and the torah meaning the study of torah to light the, the light of the sun mishum malon, is because we hold and you can see this from a gemara in Mesecha, sota daf, chaf, alef, amad, alef, we hold in that gemara Avera mechaba mitzvah ve'enah mechaba Torah. A sin can, in certain situations, extinguish the merit that a person has from doing a mitzvah, but a sin cannot extinguish the merit that a person has from the study of Torah. Now that Gemara is uh, is is is, uh, is um, somewhat complicated. You have to look over there because there's an argument. Is it talking about um, the merit, uh, is it talking about protecting a person, uh, the merit of Torah, or the merit of a mitzvah, protecting them from harm? Is it talking about protecting them from doing a veyras and, and protecting them from the yetz or So it's an intricate and very, very fascinating discussion, but in any case, the Gemara states that uh, a person can have a certain merit from doing a mitzvah, which can be knocked out, can be extinguished uh, by doing a certain sin. However, if the person has the merit of Torah study, that is not neutralized by, uh, by, by committing a uh, an Avera. And a person who does a certain transgression, he will lose, he will no longer have the merit of the mitzvot that he did. Again, in certain situations and with certain specific uh, details being relevant. And because of this general idea, the Pasuk in Mishle compares uh, mitzvot, com- fulfilling commandments to a lamp, to a candle. Because a lamp or a candle can be extinguished. But doing a sin or a transgression does not have the strength to push away, to cast aside the merit that a person uh, achieved from studying Torah. And that's why in the Pasuk and Mishle, the Torah is compared to sunlight. Which is, it is impossible for a person to uh, extinguish. It cannot be put out and this is what is referred to in another Pasuk in Mishlei, which says mm-hmm. the lamp or the candle of the wicked will die out and and the Zereshimshon says what does it mean that the lamp or the candle of the wicked person will die out it means that even when a per a wicked person even when a Russia does a mitzvah or does several mitzvos ultimately? Because that person is a Russia, a wicked person by definition, it means they do a lot of averos. They commit a lot of transgressions. Their transgression transgressions will ultimately cancel out and extinguish the merit from their um, from from the mitzvos that they that they do. However, if a person is a tzaddik, not a wicked person, but a righteous person who who does mitzvos and studies Torah. Then, even if that person commits a sin, it it will not be able to cancel out the zchus, the merit of that person's Torah study. And so, so that's the Zera Shimshon's first explanation as to why the Pusik and Mishle described or compared uh to Nair to lamps and candles, which can be extinguished, but compared Torah study to the light of the sun, which cannot be extinguished. And now he's going to continue and explain uh, more differences, more distinctions between uh, Torah and learning Torah and doing mitzvahs. Second paragraph. Ve'od himshil ha-mitzvah l'ner, and another reason that the Pasuk and Mishle compared doing, fulfilling a mitzvah to being like a lamp or a candle. Lefisha Haner, Aino nidlach b'alayla b'chol ha Because at night candles are not lit in all rooms and in all of the places of the house. Only in those places that a person, the rooms in the areas of the house that a person is using. And according to the need that people have, in that specific place. Right. So it's nighttime now and you can think about your own home and look around, and you're going to have places and rooms that are lit up with lights. And you're going to have other places that are dark if no one's in a room. Uh, hopefully they remember to turn off the lights and it's going to be dark there. And that's exactly what the Zara Shimshon is saying is the normal practice. That's how that's how lights uh, and lamps and candles work. We only put them on and turn them on and light them in places where we need them v'chein ha-mitzvos, and so two commandments, einam muteles haChova. I'll call adam lekaima bishave. Mitzvos are not obligatory on people, on all people, equally at all, b'chol at all times, uzman, uv'chol makom, in every situation and every time and in every place. That's not how mitzvos work. They're very situational. They don't apply universally to all people at all times. Shahareh, because behold, and nolid lo ben, if someone gives birth to a son, m'chuyav mitzvah The father of that child is obligated to give the son a bris milah at a specific time on the eighth day uh and 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 because of that and 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 because of that specific situation and not other people right your neighbor is not supposed to as 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 close as you might be to your neighbors they're not supposed to come over and circumcise your son it's the it's the family uh who had the son it's their mitzvah to arrange the bris milah and it's the mitzvah specifically uh, to, uh placed on the father to give the child to give the baby a circumcision Another example would be the mitzvah of pidyon haben, redeeming a firstborn son. And only someone who has a house, who has recently built or purchased a home, has the mitzvah to put up a ma'akeh, a boundary, a gate. Uh, a fence, I should say, around the roof of the home. If if your the roof of your home is accessible and people can gain uh, access to it, you have an Atorah obligation to put a ma'ake, a boundary or fence around the top, so that God forbid, if a person goes up there, he or she will not fall off. That only applies to a person who has recently bought and owns a home or built a home. Other people might in fact be obligated in these mitzvahs of brismila and pidyanaben and building the market, the fence on the roof, but at different times, not at the same time. It's all very situational and subjective to specific people at specific times. That's how mitzvahs work. Vakin Hakonim riba of And so to the Torah gave many mitzvahs only to Kohanim. And if a person is not a Kohain, then he never becomes, he or she never becomes obligated in those mitzvahs. Only Kohanim. And the mitzvahs of Kohanim only apply at certain times. V'chein mitzvahs chalitza v'yibum. And so to another example, the mitzvah of performing either chalitza or yibum would only apply to a man if his brother died while never having children with uh, his wife, then at that point he might have, he would have the mitzvah to do either yibum or chalitza with his sister-in-law who has been widowed. That only applies in very specific circumstances. The kama mitzvos hatluyos ba'aretz, and so too all of the mitzvos that uh, are dependent upon living in Eretz Yisrael don't apply at all to people who do not live in Eretz Yisrael. So the Zerif Shemchon has given us many examples to prove his point, to support his point that mitzvos are situational and they only apply at certain times and under certain circumstances to certain people. <speaking in Hebrew> and because of this fact, mitzvos, commandments fulfilling mitzvos are, are very comparable. It's a very apt comparison to that the Pasuk and Mishle compares them to lamps and candles, which are only used as the Zer Shemshon said at the beginning of this paragraph, in certain places where they're needed, not just generally everywhere, and not at all times. Aval <speaking in> ha'or, <Hebrew> but the light of the sun me'iro lechol ha'olam kulo it gives light to the entire world equally. al <speaking in Hebrew> and similarly, the obligation. To study Torah applies to all uh, all of Yisrael. And every person is obligated to study up until the place where his hand reaches. It means according to his abilities and capacities. Im if it's within Tanakh, Im if it's learning Mishnah, Or Gemara are learning gemara. Whatever a person is able to learn that person has an obligation to learn. But the general basic mitzvah of Talmud Torah applies uh, across the board at all times. Uh, And just like regarding a lamp, we find, even though we have a statement, and this comes from a Gemara Maseches Shabbos, even though we have a well-known statement that says, a candle for one person can also serve as a candle for a hundred people. If one person is in a dark room and lights a candle, it would provide light for that person. And however many people come into the room or are standing in the dark room, it will also provide light for them. You could have a hundred people in the room, the Gemara says, and that lighting the candle, one person lighting a candle, even if he just wants to light it for himself or herself, will provide light for everyone in the room. Me Makam, nevertheless, Misha who karavlo, the person who is closest to the candle, Nehenemimenu, Yoser. He or she will benefit from the candle more than people who are more distant or farther away. Kacha mitzvah. So too, when it comes to commandments, which are similar, which are being compared to lamps and candles. Tsarech soso Bikavona, reuya. A person has to do, perform the mitzvah, and do the mitzvah with the proper kavana, with the proper intent. And then the mitzvah can be said to illuminate that person, uh, just like a lamp or a candle. Shemisha Yeshlo baosa mitzvah kavana yesera, because a person who does a certain specific mitzvah fulfills a certain uh commandment with. Uh, a higher level of the proper intent al on uh compared to other people who are also doing the same mitzvah, the person with the more intense and the higher level of the proper kavana, the proper intentions and 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 the focus will become closer to. The holy place created by doing this mitzvah, the holy space, so to speak, created by doing the mitzvah, the osetikun ve'yichud yoser. And this person will have done a repair and a, a unification, uh, more nifla, yoser nifla acherim, more wondrous than other people. So the Shimshon says another way in which mitzvahs can be compared to lamps and candles. Is that to? They're again, they're very subjective based on the kavanah of the people. And you might have, let's just say, you have uh, five people in a room all doing the exact same mitzvah. Nonetheless, some of them will be considered closer to the mitzvah, and some will be considered farther from the mitzvah based on the kavanos, the intentions and focus that and and uh, and thoughts that they have while doing the mitzvah. Just like if you have five people in a room and uh, someone lights a candle, the people closest to the candle will benefit from the light more than the people uh, in the back, farther away from the candle. So the Shimshon has expanded his uh, his comparisons of the mitzvahs to the nair and the candles. mitzvah b'mitzvah hikdim nair, le mitzvah. And the reason that in the possum, the word ner was placed before the word mitzvah uvetorah Torah torah lo or and regarding the torah the word torah was placed before the word or before the word light remember the pasuk said ki ne'er mitzvah Torah or so the word ner was placed before mitzvah but when it came to the torah the word torah was placed before or which is the reverse order the locus of and the pusik and mishle did not write ki mitzvah or torah that the uh that the uh that a candle is the co- a commandment and the light is the torah inami or alternatively the the pusik also did not write ki mitzvah nerva torah or that a commandment is a lamp and the torah is the light either of those options would have been uh would have been more consistent but rather the Pusik and Mishle wrote the uh, wrote the words in an inconsistent fashion by choosing to put the word mitzvah before the word ner but then putting the word torah before before the word uh or i'm sorry i said that wrong the word ner appears before the word mitzvah ner comes before mitzvah the source of the light comes before the word commandment however the torah which is the mitzvah comes before the word or which is the source of the light and so we see that it's in a kind of uh, inconsistent or even reverse order so the zereshim says why did the pasuk do that yesh we can say When it comes to doing a mitzvah, a person must have the proper kavona before doing the mitzvah. And the intentions that a person has when he or she begins doing the mitzvah he it is the same intent, Ad mitzvah that uh, the person will have in mind until the person completes doing the mitzvah. Omnam, however, but Torah okay When it comes to the Torah, this is not the case. That when it comes to the study of Torah, it doesn't work this way. Ki because a person reads the words and afterwards begins to learn and understand what they mean. And this is a quote from a Gemara, a quote from Chazal. A person should first read the text and afterwards try to understand it. And the person should read the text, even if he does not know what it means nonetheless. If a person is, again, learning a uh, Pasuk in Chumash or a Pasuk in Nach, if they're learning a Mishnah, if they're learning a Gemara, whatever a person is learning that comes from the corpus, from the entity of Torah, of Talmud Torah, study of Torah, then that person uh, has a mitzvah and accomplishes the mitzvah as soon as they begin reading, even if they don't understand the words. And the, And the proper approach is to read the words first and then begin to understand it. And read it again and understand it better. So the reading comes first. and afterwards a person has to work hard and delve deep deeply, Halimud in understanding and truly understanding the learning of what the person read. Ezra Mikodesh. and the person should ask for help from the holy One from Akodesh Hu. That Hashem should illuminate His eyes in His Torah. It's not enough. Just it's not enough. It's not sufficient for a person to think, "Well, I'm a bright uh, guy. I'm a Our lady. I'm a, I'm a bright person. I'm reasonably smart enough. I should be able to study the Torah, the Mishnah, the Gemara, and understand it on my own." Zerah uh, shimshin says, "No." You have to do the as hard invest as much effort as you can, and of course ask other people for help and then ask Hashem. You have to you have to ask Hashem for help because understanding Torah in its deepest, deepest level can only be achieved through Siyata Dishmaya, through assistance from heaven, through help from Hashem. Umishum and that's why the Pesach and Mishlei wrote the Torah or it said the word Torah first before it said light. She'ach harkriyas torah because only after reading words of Torah Baha or, then the light comes v'hu or mamish, and it's the real uh, light v'lo bilvad, and not just like a, a a light produced from a candle, which is uh which is only temporary and which cannot be compared to the light of the sun. V'chein and so the zer shimshon concludes. We see in a pasuk in Tehillim which says. Gal Enai, uncover or unveil my eyes, Ve'abita, and I will see Niflaos, wonders, mitorasecha, from your Torah. So Dov and says uh, to Hashem, uh, I'm going to, I'm studying Torah, I'm reading the words as best, uh, to the best of my ability, I'm reading and repeating and and, and trying to understand things, but Hashem, only with your help and uncovering my eyes, so to speak, can I can I truly see and plumb the depths of the wonders of your Torah. So first we read and study as hard as we can, only later comes the understanding. And that's why the word Torah comes before before the word or. However, when it comes to do a mitzvah, it's just the opposite. First, we have to have the proper kavanah, the proper intent, before we begin doing the mitzvah. So we say nair mitzvah. First have the the intent that is represented by the nair, the candle or the lamp, and then do the actual mitzvah, which is the opposite process when compared to Torah study. So uh, to sum up here, the Zerah Shimshon, again, uh, connecting to the fact that Parsha's Vaishhan and our Parsha is so full of mitzvos, and of course, the Aseris Adibros, that he uh, decided to take a pussyk in Mishle and go on a, 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 a deep dive with us to analyze it and explain that um, mitzvos, the zechuyos, the, the phenomenon of doing a mitzvah and the merit that comes with it is fundamentally different and operates differently than the phenomenon of Torah study and the merit that comes with it. God willing, we'll uh, learn the Torah, uh, learn the Zerhashim shimshon again together uh, next week uh, on next week's Parsha.